0: Never seen me fight live. He, he his news and skill on uh, Monday is going to be. Uh, I flew to Boston and I watched my dad fight in the UFC. Are you going to split your bonus with him if you get it? No, definitely. But he says he's going to scream. Um, he's a He's it? already. Yeah, Paul's really nice like that. You know, he doesn't need the money. In fact, he just jacked up him work and all. The chap's louder. My dream is to be world champion, world lightweight champion in the UFC. Have more
1: money than I know what to do with. And have a great life for my my kids, my grandkids, everyone in my in my family, everyone uh, that's that's come up with me, that's my dream.
0: Episode sixteen of the severe MMA podcast is officially in your lives, Sean. What a famous week we have! Is it? Do you not know what week it is? No. Oh, the severe
1: MMA podcast derby is it? No, no, no.
0: Remember the way everyone said it was great that I put music over you last week. Yeah. There is a song going over you at the minute. Oh, for fuck's sake, that again. And really, you should know it. It's ingrained in Irish culture.
1: I don't know. What is it? Tell me.
0: Well, the Eurovision Song contest Alright.
1: <laughs> is it Why Me?
0: No, of course it's not.
1: <laughs> There's some great Eurovision songs. Apparently.
0: Yeah, but think of the best one from Eurovision 1996. Uh, rock and roll, kids.
1: 1996 I don't know. Uh, Sinead Kavanaugh is it? No! I don't know which one. Tell me. I'll start singing it.
0: It wasn't particularly the Eurovision. Oh, the um, the dancing thing. What? A song for Europe. Oh, my lovely heart. Yes. Oh, okay. Excellent. The song is just finishing up as well. You would think that we had planned it. (laughs) <laughs> this is the sax solo and now uh, it's winding down lovely, 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 lovely. yeah brilliant now that that's out of the way I watched that episode this morning because um, my friend is actually at the house the father Ted house Sean are you there? he doesn't even care this podcast is off to a great start I drowned him out with music. I've ended the call. I'll be calling him back. Um, I think your vision is this weekend. Anyway, to be honest, I'm not too sure. Sean! Hello! Oh my god, I've killed Sean. I can't hear him at all. Oh wait! Oh wait! Sean, she can stay on the line. We can now hear you again. Hello? I can hear you now. Are you playing my lovely horse as well? that was um, that was just me singing no it was you singing at the end but do you know the way on YouTube when you let another video play through yeah. uh, it was on to Comic Relief 1997 My Lovely Horse uh, we had uh, a lovely little bit of improv there because uh, when I was lowering the music down for My Lovely Horse it lowered you as well
1: ah uh, that was it. <laughs> you you probably have me recording Scott. hello
0: Andrew exactly. hello Some, something <laughs> similar I even hung up on you and uh, called yeah. you back so uh, now that we have the celebration of the greatest Eurovision of all time, out of the way. Um, any other pressing topics we need to talk about before we move on to mixed martial uh, arts?
1: What's What's the best burger? We were talking about it earlier. What's the best burger in any fast food outlet in uh, in in Ireland?
0: I have to say, I'm not even uh, as big a burger fan as I should be. Oh, Bunsen Burger in Dublin is. I've delicious. never had one. Yeah, and I I
1: heard about them. well we're talking now? McDonald's, Burger King, oh, Supermax. A, a
0: bacon double cheeseburger from Burger King.
1: Yeah, they're nice, alright. Um, I like I like a chicken phillip burger from Super
0: but Max. Super nice, nice. Max. Did you yeah. see the picture of uh, Prince Charles eating a snack box? No, did he? Uh, well, no, it was on Waterford Whispers. It was uh, a uh-huh. Super Max one uh, photoshopped in. <laughs> That's a pity, he didn't.
1: And I just turned on on Prince Charles there. I think I thought he was a nice guy there for a second.
0: What a day! He shook Jerry Adams' hand yesterday. Did he? Yeah. Jerry was raging, I'd say. Uh, he probably was. Yeah, Jerry, (laughs) Jerry
1: probably wanted to pull him in. Can I call it? Fucking knee him in the face.
0: Cut the uh, cut his (laughs) hand off or something like that. I don't know. What was I going to say to you as well? I've Uh, come up with a solution for uh, dairy milk. What a new ultimate chocolate bar! Yeah, mix golden and mint crisp together.
1: That'd be nice. I've
0: actually,
1: I've actually done that like manually. Uh, get a bit of golden crisp. Get a bit of uh, what's it on mint. A square of each of them. Eat them together.
0: Oh, like a sandwich. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's well. Well, uh, no. A sand. If you put a normal dairy milk in the middle, it would be a sandwich. Yeah. That. that or meat. Uh, <laughs> no, I don't think so. I do um, don't think anyway. so. Moving, anyway, that's moving that's swiftly that. on. I need <laughs> Yeah. From uh, uh, from those weird food cravings. That's actually like oh right. Before we go, there's burgers in America that are donuts instead of bread. Have you seen that?
1: I saw that um so Ryan Nixen tweeted one.
0: Yeah, glazed donuts and then a ham a cheeseburger. i will be honest. I'd be honest. I'd eat that. No doubt. I've had a deep fried Mars bar. I think I'd try anything.
1: They're nice. They're actually nice deep fried Mars bars.
0: They're ah not my big. I wouldn't go to the chip shop to order them, which yeah. is kind of what you have to where you have to get them. I have one once a year, like with Just Christmas Day, is it? Christmas <laughs> Day, yeah, dessert on Christmas Day, lovely, beautiful. Sean, what happened last weekend? There were a few fights. Did you watch them? How many them did you I was them? in um the airport while Frankie oh, and yeah. Uriah Faber. Were, oh yeah. Speaking of which, I get to stay on the podcast.
1: You do, yeah, you, you got an old bow and arrow choke there. You, Robin, you might Robin Robin tell Hood. us now how you got on. What? Tell us how you got on, so go on. Um, let us
0: know. I won the first match yeah. by bow and arrow choke. I did the Robin Hood gesture to the to the team <laughs> Tires lads afterwards. Got that on video as well. It was too right. ashamed to put it up online. Yeah. Um, and then when I got sent to brackets on Saturday evening, I said, why the fuck am I even getting on this plane? Because if I win my first match, I have to go against a guy called Christopher Newman. He beat me twice last summer, he got gold at the weekend, and uh, beat me on points. Now the match was a lot more competitive, I was also in a triangle for 4 minutes, and I lifted him completely above my head. Sean died again, perhaps it was the fact that I told him that I lifted another man above my head, that just completely won him over. Maybe Sean is finally proving there is no internet in Limerick or wherever county he comes from in in rural Ireland. But nonetheless, if you want to check out my footage from the weekend, follow me on Instagram, please. Andrew McGahan, simply enough. Um, And for the first time ever, I actually may have to edit something there. Sean, are you back with us? Yeah, I'm back. He's finally back. Uh, I have no idea. More excellent stalling. As I said Sean I was sitting in the airport watching the fight on my phone I got about three rounds in and then I had to turn my phone off because I was on a plane with propellers so if ever I thought a mobile phone signal was going to affect a plane it was this one at the weekend a terrifying experience however I did get to see Frankie Edgar for three rounds pretty much prove what we had said last week that he was going to control your eye of favour yeah um, are you still there? Yeah, can you hear?
1: Me? <laughs> Sorry, I thought you were gone. Yeah. Um, we really did say it last week. Like I tweeted after the first round that this fight was only going to go one way. Um, like Frank Edgar just took the fight by the scruff of the neck in, 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 at the start. Faber, like we said it last week as well about Faber hasn't progressed his game like. TJ Dillashaw and Joseph Benavidez and the other guys have. He didn't really work with Wayne with Ludwig, <clears throat> and you could really see that at the weekend. Uh, like, I- Edgar's a better wrestler than him. He's a much better striker than him. And as we said, Faber's only real advantage, or hope for winning the fight, was to catch a neck and get a guillotine, and he did that. But uh, Edgar got out fairly easily from that, and once that happened, then it was all over. But um, Edgar, like I said it last week and I said it in my column as well that uh, it's funny, like Edgar's coming down from being a lightweight three, four or five fights ago and uh, Faber's coming up from being a bantamweight yet Edgar was the faster man and like, uh, people said Faber was bigger but I don't know, I thought Edgar was, looked bigger, he, Edgar looked stronger as well he just beat him every facet of the game,
0: to be honest um,
1: Faber was throwing these big loop and left hooks and stuff
0: they, they aren't gonna advantage.
1: knock someone like Frank Yeager. Mm, no, definitely not. They, like, they might I don't know, they might knock someone down or not, knock someone out of the bantamweight, but not someone like Frank Yeager. Uh, although Frank Yeager's chin isn't exactly he's like he's a good chi- uh, at recovering and stuff, but he's known to be hurt in the past. But like Faber's game plan was never gonna work. Uh, Egger's footwork and head movement stuff was great. He just was on another level to Faber, but like.
0: And in Manila, uh, you're allowed
1: to grab the cage. Yeah, nine times is it? Uriah to grab the cage like that. Irrid, uh, look, it didn't make much of a difference anyway. Help him out; he just got his ass handed him, like basically. But you're um, like when I when I watch that fight, and I think a lot of people say after the the Max Holloway fight when Uriah Fab or not Max Holloway, um, Cub Swanson, when uh, Frankie won. A lot of people were kind of waxing lyrical about Frankie's performance and how he just took uh, Max Holloway out of it. But I didn't see it after this fight, to be honest. And I think a lot of people may have kind of... We were saying it last week, what I said anyway, that Frankie... I don't think Frankie is what he used to be. People were saying he's a more intelligent fighter and stuff, and that's... uh, I'm not sure how accurate that is, because he's fighting guys that aren't as dangerous as before, like... Look at the difference between Uriah Faber and Jose Aldor. Uriah Faber and binson Henderson and stuff like... Cub Swanson is... Like, you can do what you want against guys like Cub Swanson when you're Frankie Aitker. He's such a, an advantage over him. But um, on Saturday night, I didn't see the big hoopla about Frankie Aitker afterwards. And I think, I think people might have... There might have been a little realisation, although I don't think people are really realising it yet, that he might have... Kind of lost a bit of a step, and I think Uriel Faber has lost a few steps. Like we saw against uh, um, Rivera, um, Cisco Rivera, in his last fight, that he was losing the fight until the eye and where he probably was handed the win. But um, yeah, I don't think Frank is obviously still one of the top four or five uh, featherweights in the world. I don't think he's beaten Jose Aldo anytime soon, um, and I, I, think, I think his best performance in the UFC was. Maybe that Jose Elda fight and maybe the second Vincent Henderson fight, he obviously lost both of those, which is a bit weird. But they were probably the two hardest guys he fought at the times he fought them. So, um yeah, it was him it was an impressive display from Frankie, but I don't think he beaten Jose Elda anytime soon.
0: No. And sure, until he fights a European striker. Yeah. What a cracker uh, of a tweet.
1: <laughs> it had to be said like like uh, Patrick Goyman said it last night over in, uh, on on uh, MMA podcast. Shout out to him. The Frankie Yed- the Frankie Edgar fans may be the most annoying in all of MMA. Like, Frankie Edgar can actually do no wrong. He's a, he's saintly, <laughs> Frank Edgar. We talk people talk about um, easy matchmaking, and, and especially for Conor McGregor, which is maybe fair enough. He he hasn't been put in against a wrestler or whatever. But Frankie Yed- looking for Frankie Edgar's matchmaking. um... Charles Oliveira, an absolutely finished BJ Penn, Max Holloway, who maybe are not Max Holloway. I keep calling him Max Holloway. Cub Swanson, who maybe has the worst takedown defense of any top elite fighter in the UFC, and then Uriah Faber, who's call, and <laughs> then in, in Uriah favor, who's like Frank Edgar, except smaller, not as fast, and not as good. So like, if you're not my favorite matchups, uh, I think Frank Edgar has got his fair. A uh, few of them as well. And he's got a couple of title shots where maybe he didn't deserve... Well, that d- didn't deserve him, but he got three... Like, he lost his title, and then he got another title shot, lost that, and then he got another title shot, and lost that. So the people bitching and crying about Frank Edgar can... Uh, go and fuck. <laughs> they can step backwards and go, fuck them. So it's like Frank Edgar, he's won four fights now, which isn't the biggest uh, win streak in the world. I think he is next for the title, in fairness. The winner of uh, Aldo and McGregor, uh, he probably should fight them, because I think there's a lot of people saying if McGregor wins, then they'll do the rematch. But I think if McGregor wins, he'll probably win early, and it might be a fairly... Um, convincing. A convincing knockout, yeah. But if Aldo wins, obviously... I I don't know, it could be a knockout as well, obviously. but yeah, I think uh, it will probably be longer if Aldo wins, so he could fight Edgar then, but... um yeah I think Edgar will probably be next for whoever you we.
0: are mad to pick Jose Aldo for that fight aren't you uh, just you want the I told you so
1: I don't know it's not that it'll be an I told you so either way because like the, the thing about that fight is right Conor McGregor is an elite featherweight whether he wins or loses he's up there with Edgar Mendez and Aldo and like even, like losing to, uh, to Jose Aldo is no shame and I'm not saying that he will lose because I haven't made my pick yet. I, I'm going to watch a lot of tape and stuff before I do that. But, like, people are, are kind of basing this fight on whether Conor McGregor is legit or not, which is absolutely bullshit. Like,
0: do, do you best Frank Edgar whether Frank he's legit mad, isn't he? I was watching him on YouTube. <laughs>
1: yeah. <Just laughs> he's not been beaten in nine years. Ten years or something, isn't it? Shit. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. I don't know. This fight... Uh, like it's a huge fight and all, but I, I don't think it's a fight for legitimacy, really. That, and that's how people are looking at it. And for me, that's that's not it at all. Uh,
0: Ten episodes of embedded as well.
1: Yeah, gee, that'll be dandy, good fun, don't fairness.
0: Dandy, good fun.
1: Yeah, I'm. I'm amazed. Um, they didn't put any Irish fighters on it. Well, there's a couple of uh, Petty hoolan I don't think he's been matched yet, but um, the Redmond and Joseph Duffy and stuff are on the Scotland card, so um. Yeah, it's a bit weird. Uh, I think a few more people are mentioning as well. Like, there's going to be a lot of Irish people travelling over, and a lot of Brazilians travelling over as well. Like you, Duffy's fighting a Brazilian in Scotland, didn't he? A week later, like, why wasn't that fight on the on, on the UFC 189 card?
0: I think there'll still be a lot of Irish will travel over to Scotland. <laughs> Probably, and we told you last week, lads. We told you all book the flights. Did you? Oh,
1: I haven't yet. I better do that. Yeah. Um, I'm, thinking about, I'm thinking about going I'm I'm not sure yet though well, I,
0: I Might drive it over Drive? Yeah Fuck no oh, Actually can get I, a, I'd be close enough to drive
1: Yeah You can get a boat from a Belfast boat from North. Yeah it's only like 45 minutes or something
0: That could be done Sleep in the car Severe MMA fight week Courtesy Out of the car um, One thing about Frankie Edgar Before we move off to fight Is everyone waxes lyrical about his boxing And to be honest I thought it looked as good as it's ever looked if not better yeah, at the he, weekend and the, the thing that I love about it is the whole Mark Henry influence Mark Henry has one of the shittest gyms in the world it's literally a basement cornered off with mats up against the wall on carpet and you see some of the strikers that he's produced from it and I don't know if it's something to do with such a small training area um, having to work a lot on angles and footwork and movement but that's my guess Looking at it from the outside in And then the results are coming through In Frankie Edgar's fights His in and out Striking capabilities His footwork Is just at a next level And I will keep saying this Until we see them These types of people Starting to rule divisions Boxing is the one discipline I think that will serve you the best In mixed martial arts
1: uh, so, so
0: many like Outside of being able to grapple I, If we're yeah. talking about striking Fair enough but because so many different things, like the body is the most under-attacked place in mixed martial arts with the hands, in my opinion. Uh boxers do it so well. Go from head to body, tire them out in and out with footwork and head movement. All of, all of those things I think are the most key uh, pieces of stand up for mixed martial arts.
1: Yeah. Um. It, yeah. doesn't like, we we tend to get um. I do anyway. At least um. Critical of Frank Edgar but there's no doubt that he has, like, his boxing skills, as you say, are unbelievably good. His technique is is pretty flawless, but, um, yeah, he, he lacks a bit of power. We said last week, kind of c- c- compared him to Wayne McCullough in that way, but, uh, yeah, his footwork and his head movements suffer pretty good, uh, are really good, and, um, it's really when he comes up against the elite strikers, like, um, and and uh, elite, not just strikers, but elite, well-rounded fighters like uh, Aldo and Benson Henderson, where he struggles. But yeah, he's, there's no doubt, he's one of the top fighters.
0: I was amazed at technology, being able to watch that while walking onto my plane. Oh yeah, it's very cute. Sweet, yeah. And um, just announced, Gavin Kelly, from Evolve, in Derry, is fighting Darren O'Gorman in Battlezone in two weeks' time at Pro.
1: So, yeah.
0: that's excellent just announced pick a winner who's going to win Darren O'Gorman I think so, I on. like Gavin Kelly but um, I just think Gar- Gar- Darren is going to be have a very good year this year break, him, break his name from himself speaking of which Catherine Costigan I think is actually training with those guys in, in trials martial arts yeah she's been posting a lot of pictures recently and Sean Tobin's been putting a lot of stuff up about her as well so that'll be interesting to see yeah. Um. Anything else worth talking about from Manila? The thriller yeah. in Manila. Uh. Did you uh, Musasi and
1: Costa Philippa. Did you yeah. see that fight? Of course not. Did you hear about that? No. <laughs> um. We'll we'll just talk a bit about that. Uh, our um, and a bit about the other couple of fights. Um.
0: Wouldn't Musasi uh, and Nelson be best friends? They would, but it'd be. It would just be the two of
1: them sitting there. I can imagine them sitting on opposite couches, just like watching. Carnation Street or something. <laughs> just not a word said between
0: them in like four hours, just sitting there. Happy in each other's uh, company, though. I was
1: surprised that Musasi. Uh, he used a lot of wrestling against Costa. Rica. Like I thought he'd strike with him, but he didn't. He just like he just took him down and he wore him out. Which is, I don't know. I kind of looked over it. Maybe he's he's a uh, wrestling ability, but like it really brought home to me like what a well-rounded fighter Musasi is. um knocked out. The, I think he knocked out Dan Henderson. His last fight. He came back here to, to um. Scotland? Oh, Stockholm. Yeah. yeah, it was. Yeah, and um, he just ruined Costa Filippo here. I was I was kind of surprised in the way he did it, but I think uh, I think he's still one of the elite uh, West as well. But speaking of uh, elite West, well, maybe elite middlewest, Mark Munoz hung up his, his gloves against Luke Barnett. It was a fitting
0: way to go out, he, uh, he destroyed Barnett as well. It was a, Like, it wasn't uh People were very critical of Luke Barnett. I was going through security yeah. at that stage. And um, I was reading Twitter on my phone and they just... I really liked Luke Barnett and I thought yeah. he had very good potential, but I don't know what's happened in these last three fights.
1: I think Luke Barnett suffered from Mark Munoz getting maybe an easier matchup. I think Luke Barnett still has a lot of potential and... I think I was talking to, to Pete yesterday and I was saying, I think Luke Barnack could benefit from maybe putting on a bit of muscle and going up to light heavyweight. Uh, I think his game is better suited to that because he seems to be beat for speed a lot of the time when he loses at middleweight. And it's kind of these smaller, more stout guys coming in. You saw Mark Munoz landing a lot of overhand rights and overhand lefts yeah, um, on Saturday against him. Barnard kind of leaves himself open. He's a big target there to hit. And especially when you have a wrestler like Mark Munoz, that like he's a—I know it sounds weird—but he's kind of a long body to protect from the wrestling and the striking. So um, I think Barnett. I don't think he will get caught. His uh, last two in a row. I think no. I'd like to. Uh, I'd like to see him stay and get another chance. But uh, this was a tough matchup for him because I think they kind of fed him to Munoz more than anything. But it was a good performance for Munoz. And and uh, it's nice to see him go out on the high. I think he shut down his gym there last week or a couple of weeks ago, and I think he's gone back into uh to wrestling to coaching wrestling. He's a couple of sons who are I think high school level or just gone into college, and uh, who want to be who want to follow in his footsteps and become wrestlers as well. So I it's hope- not often we see guys gone out in the way they want to go out. Like we often see, like Chris Lee went out. He was on his stool and. Guys get knocked out uh, like Mark Hunt if he goes out the way, he did it now with a, a good beating and stuff. But it's nice to see Munoz, he laid his gloves in the octagon, and, and it's a fitting way at the end of career. Not everyone can get to the top of the mountain, we talked about it a few weeks ago, but it's nice to see Munoz go out in the way he wants to.
0: When you said uh, go back, I was hoping you were going to say go back to the island. <sighs> And then uh, we could have pretended like he was from Guam or something, but never mind. And um, yeah, it's it is nice to see him go out that way. But how long will it t- like? He didn't shut his gym down for the good of it. Like he maybe it wasn't making money. Maybe it wasn't taking off the way he was expected to, and this was just a safer option for him to go and coach wrestling or something like that. So. I I don't think it was all like oh riding off into the sunset. I think a lot of it was kind of put against him, and I know he suffered a lot in the last two years. He's had some up and downs, fight wise and personal wise, battling and depression and weight gain, but as long as this is it, you know, as long as yeah. we don't see Mark Munoz versus Matt Hamill, in World Series of Fighting, yeah, in eighteen months,
1: and like uh, that's something we tend like with guys like him and Tim Kennedy and stuff, we kind of listen to what they actually say when maybe we shouldn't because there's so many guys been like that before, um and it could happen it, it could happen, but you know let's hope it doesn't let's hope he, he went out in a good way now let's hope he, he stays that way um one just one last thing from that um Philippines guard Neil Magny when he's seven fight in a row. He's beaten Gassan Umalatov, Tim Means, Rodrigo de Lima, Alex Garcia, William Macario, Kenichi Kunimoto and dong Hyung Lim. Wh- where would you put him next? Are you, do you think he deserves a top 10, top 15 guy? Or?
0: Without a doubt, someone in the top 15. Um, maybe against Lorenz Larkin. Uh, he's seen the top 15. Is Lorenz, Lorenz Larkin's a middleweight, is he? Mm. Or am I going mad? Did Lorenz Larkin not fight at 170 in Boston?
1: Maybe, yeah, he could be right. Um, uh, I'd,
0: li- I'd like to see him fight
1: Gunnar Nelson after he um, fights Hattaweil. Why? Yeah. I think that'd be a good fight. He'd come out and rush Gunnar Nelson. Yeah. Like, Gunnar Nelson needs to... Like, after that Rick Story fight, he needs to fight someone like that again. Like he, I think uh a similar type at- of at fight I at Rick Story. No, Hattaweil will come in and try to take him down, which probably won't end well for him. But um Yeah, Sadly I think, yeah, I, th- I think Magny deserves someone good. Like <laughs> I know, I'd say if Pindred wins at the weekend you could see them matching him up if if the car comes to Ireland in October has been touted. Which like be sure a very I, tough
0: fight.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure that's fair for, for Magny really. I think he deserves someone in the in the top fifteen. Maybe someone like Ryan Lef- Ryan Leflair even or even Rick Storey, maybe. There's a lot of matchups there for him. But I'd actually just opened the rankings there. Neil Magny's actually into number 13 now in the rankings. He's both oh. Gunnar Nelson. Yeah, so he's getting his daps. So Gunnar
0: wants to fight. Gunnar now needs to fight in the space of two minutes. <laughs> why are How the tides, awesome have, why the tides have turned. How the tides have turned. Um, we had something else. My I turned my phone off there because I was uh too tempted to play Candy Crush and open Snapchats. Yeah. So... um. Tell
1: well, me, we'll move on to
0: next weekend's card. I was gonna. Sure. Yeah, what I was gonna say was read the WhatsApp you sent me about the schedule of the <laughs> show. <out loud>. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, I
1: wanted first thing I want to say. Right, we're talking about the undercard before we get to the two main events. There's two flyweight fights here, and uh, there's no one for um for Demetrius Johnson to fight at the moment. There's actually three as uh, flyweight fights, but two two big ones that we want to look at. Joseph Benavidez against John Moraga and John Dodson against Zach Makowski which is a hard match for everyone there I think yeah. uh, who do you think is going to come through and get the next title shot out at all?
0: I just think it's whoever looks the most impressive out of the two the UFC will be in absolutely no rush to match the winners of these fights together to try find the true number one contender when they could have two plausible enough guys in the form of uh, Joseph Benavidez who I think they would give it to but John Dodson as well has been vocal lately saying that he's the worst nightmare for Demetrius Johnson and he's the guy that can spruce up that 125-pound division. And then, if he still wants to, whoever looks the least impressive, maybe match them up with Ian McCall. And then there's your second number one contender with after another victory. Yeah. Uh, I think um, Jack McCoskey's a tough I was going to well, say, don't sleep tough. on him either. Cause, yeah. Um, I can still see... Benavidez winning comfortably and I can see Dodson winning as well, but that's the one fight that I wouldn't be putting money on.
1: Yeah, uh, I'd like to see the two of them fight actually obviously, but it, as you said you don't want to kill off contenders. Um, I think Dodson will probably be Makovsky, although he's coming back after maybe a year of bad injuries. Uh, and it's not an easy fight to come back to, but if he wins that I think he'll be next for his vital shot. And like with Benavides as well, we swapped one before. I think you can only keep him away from the title for so long.
0: Chad uh, Mendez of one twenty-five. Yeah,
1: except fighting top five guys. <laughs>
0: but uh, John Moraga
1: is a good fighter as well. is no mug. Um, I think Benavides will probably win by submission. But uh, yeah, you never know if Maraga wins that fight, he's probably next for a title shot. Then again, even though uh, Johnson's already beat him, but um. I, I think uh, maybe the best thing that could happen here was maybe Zach Makovsky knocking out John Dodson and getting the getting the title shot, yeah. making himself a new contender. So maybe uh, we we'll see how that goes. Anyway, but um, other than that, you we have uh, Isla Makhachev making his debut. One of the Habib Nurmagomedov, a Dagestani knuckle game crew. Uh, knuckle game. That should game. be interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's T shirts with that. I don't know if they call themselves that or what, but um, uh, Mike piled in against Kobe Covington, and hopefully Mike piled knocked the shit out of him, because Kobe Covington's a terrible human being. Why is that, Sean? Because, do you remember with Colin Binders? Do you remember that back and forth? That he was saying, oh, he's glad English people murdered all the Irish people and all that. Oh, Went yeah. up and read it, and he never lead it, so fuck yeah. him. Uh, Rose Yunas is fighting Nina Ansaroff. Don't know much about her, but I think good fight will be... We do flying triangle coming there Uriah Hall against half Natal. I think that would
0: be a good fight yeah very good
1: and uh, just before we get to the big two Cerrone and MacDessie do you give MacDessie any chance or is it just going to be Cerrone
0: I give him no chance yeah me neither Um, I think maybe not so much on a longer notice you'll give him a little bit more of a chance but throwing someone as inexperienced on the short notice element of it is of the game Against the man who's probably taking more fights on short notice than he has on scheduled notice, uh, Donald Cerrone is just not going to end badly. Is not going to end well.
1: I think he'd be a good fight though, because McDessie's a real action fighter. Um, Cerrone is the kind of guy. Like if a lot of fighters were in this position, they might try to conserve themselves, maybe and uh, win the fight, maybe at their pace and kind of out outfight a guy, outbox him, out like whatever, take him down. I don't think Saroni will do that. I think Cerrone will just stand in his, his sweet wheelhouse and just throw bombs with him like and which makes for a really good fight. Um yeah like you obviously in MMA you can't rule anyone out. But I think Saron I, I think Cerrone, I think he'll probably land a hate kick, knock him down then submit him guillotine him maybe a rear naked choke, take him out. What about um,
0: Khabib Nurmagomedov being the sweetest human being in the world saying that if Donald Cerrone wins he should get the next title shot, not him
1: yeah. I, I think he's right, you can't really deny him uh, Cerrone's won what, six or seven in a row now Khabib has been on the sidelines for too long, like there's no better there's no bigger uh, Habib fan than me but you can't give a guy a title shot when he's been out for that long uh, even though he did beat the living shit out of the champion but um yeah, like Dos Anjos is probably gonna beat Cerrone. I think if he can beat um, Anthony Pettis the way
0: he beat him, I don't think he'll have much problem beating uh, beating Donald Cerrone. But um, Anthony Pettis <laughs> must have came out of the womb in a cast.
1: <laughs> yeah, Jesus, yeah, he got injured again. Was he, supposed to, he was supposed to fight Miles Jury. Yeah. yeah, terrible. There's actually one more fight, Travis Brown against Andrei Arlovski, which is probably a number one contender fight at heavyweight Did you do you know our last
0: gift, John, sir? do you know what I just realised Sean go on this as, since it's fight week this is when the McGregor card was supposed to happen originally in Ireland oh yeah this was the Crow well, Park weekend we should birthday. be getting ready we should be getting ready for Crow Park <sighs> or I should be in Vegas now remember how many Irish people foolishly booked Trips. I saw it on Facebook yesterday. Oh yeah. I saw it on Facebook yesterday. People checking in at the airport, heading away to Vegas for the fight this <laughs> weekend, because they bought their packages when they thought Conor uh, was supposed to be fighting this weekend. That's hilarious. Oh, I wish it was July already.
1: We must. Uh, we must look at the weather this Saturday night, though. Uh, like nine o'clock, and see what it's like. Yeah, it would have been
0: absolutely perfect <laughs> at UFC. Rain, yeah. Oh, oh yeah, pissing. no, it'll be pissing rain yeah. at UFC. Dodged a bullet there. <laughs> um, I yeah. call me crazy. I think Andrew Arloff is going to win this. You're crazy. I don't know. I'm a big fan, and I love the way how he just absolutely scumbag decisions people, a.k.a. Brendan Schwab, in the last fight. I love um, the way you said
1: Brendan Schwab. What? I love the way you said Brendan Schwab.
0: Brendan Schwab. No. Schwab. Schwab. <laughs> Brendan Schwab. No, fuck. I Bre- like how you say it. Brendan Schwab. Yeah, that's how I'd say it. How do you say yeah. it? Schwab. Schwab. Yeah. Someone told me that I say Whelan's very funny as well. Whelan? like Wheelans of Westford Street
1: I don't know I think that's okay yeah, wh- wh- oh, yeah. I, had, uh, I had Graham on to be actually there the other day giving out about how you say morrow he said it's bullshit it's not morrow it's morrow
0: how I say morrow yeah alright morrow cool um, yeah, go, on. <laughs> go on anyway thanks for that Graham. <laughs> I can't wait he's going to be on this podcast whether he likes it or not in Vegas get him drunk put yeah. a microphone in front of him get him to talk about people get him to talk about <laughs> Anthony Pettis and Bart Palachowski, is it?
1: Yeah. Oh God! How many times have I heard about that? Do fight?
0: not start him on that fight. And then you thought- talk about Sean Shelby as well, and then how he sound, and then how Niall McGrath <laughs> grabbed his left arm. You know That's usually how the train of story goes. No,
1: the worst one is that the Frank Jaeger BJ in first. Oh, fight. My oh my
0: God! God. You won that fight 45 like, what the fuck are the judges doing? Frankie Frankie made Graham Maynard look like a world-class boxer. <laughs> he said that line to me at least 100 times. At least. That's why I use it. Oh, I use fun. it as a tribute. Anyway, why do you think I'm crazy?
1: Because um, I think Brown's going to knock the shit out of him. He's going to knock him out in the first round. Really. Arlovsky, like, when he was at World Series of Fighting, and before that, when he was, I think he was on... Fought somewhere else after he got released from UFC for a few years, he was kind of noted for getting Affliction. knocked out. Affliction, yeah, for feather or Inca, fucking flying knee knocking flying fucking belt in the face. Um, yeah, Brown is just too good. I think Brown is one of the best in the world. I think only maybe Kane, uh, JDS can beat him. Maybe a couple more, but um, Fardoum, someone who would beat him, Fardoum beat him, I think. But, yeah, I think Brown is very good. I think he's a lot more athletic than Andrew Arlovski. And are at Federer's heavyweight usually is the better athlete. Like, that, Brendan Schaub. Uh, he probably won that fight because he was faster and stuff. But Schaub, obviously, should have won. But, um, yeah, I think Brown will just be too fast for him. He'll land, he'll hit that chin, and he go down on the first round. Like, how, how do you see Arlovski winning it? I just don't see any way he can win.
0: Like... Technically I think he has better hands However I don't think His chin is durable enough To be able to take The shots he may need to take In order to set up a nice finish But That being said It wouldn't shock me at all If He finished him If he did catch him Yeah I think if it goes into a wrestling match If it goes to the ground Brown is going to be too good To be able to Keep Arlovsky down Without making Arlovsky expend a strenuous amount of energy that'll just kind of take it out of him and make him uh, more sluggish as the fight goes on. I think if it turns into that sort of fight, then Travis Brown is going to win it nine times out of ten. But if it turns into a technical stand-up match where Arlovsky can cl- land the crisper combinations when Schwab, maybe, not Schwab, Brown is uh, looking for maybe the big finish or the heavy shots, that's how I could see him winning it. That's like, I know it's, a, it's an ideal world. I am picking with my heart here. I would like to see the hilariousness of Andre Arlovsky getting a title shot in the UFC in 2015. Yeah, that be and a win this weekend. You know, it'll be hard to deny him. Yeah. Because enough, if, if Kane beats Verdum, you don't want to see Junior DeSantos back in there ever in his life. Yeah. Because uh, you don't want to do that to another human being. Who do you put in? I'd say Arlovsky's top of the pile.
1: Yeah, um... Oh, oh, Steve Ammarch, there's all yeah, but it'll probably be Arlovsky In fairness, Arlovsky he's only lost one of his last ten fights. So, like, I know we kind of talk about him being um from a, from a past age <laughs> from a past stage or whatever. Uh, you can't deny that. Um, <laughs> like, if everyone
0: was prepared to give Mark Hunt a title shot,
1: I leave Mark Hunt alone. <laughs> what did Mark Hunt do
0: to you, poor guy? Uh, yeah, but
1: I think uh, I see Brown winning via maybe front kick to the face or a knee. You catch him in a collar time, knee him in the face. I see him winning that one she Sheehan knows. Sheehan knows. I I actually picked him to win by a front kick to the face against Aubrey him as well. That it happened.
0: That was a great yeah. knockout. Yeah,
1: it was. Get we we'll get to the top two. So which one do you want to go with? The middleweight or the light heavyweight title first? Middleweight. Okay. You're. Are you still picking Vitor?
0: Yeah.
1: I kind. I think I've changed my mind. I was writing my preview there. I watched a bit of tape over the, over the last couple of days. And especially after seeing that embedded where Vitor... Looks Vitor's tiny. Looking, he's looking like me. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I, To be honest, I thought he might be still uh, feeling the effects of the TRT. But he <laughs> still does. like that episode
0: of Futurama when they had the miracle cream. Do you remember yeah. that? turn the the, no, You're not know. a Futurama fan, right? Fuck no. you. I actually like it though. I watched a few episodes
1: of it there in the last uh, month or two. I actually like it, but I'm, I haven't seen them all. Right, never mind. (laughs) You're a different era than me. You're younger than me.
0: Uh, Go on anyway. Tell us what you think. Um, I don't know. I just think it's I'm a man for hilarious outcomes. You know, and I do think it would be absolutely hilarious that Vitor Belfort, who was the world champion at nineteen, comes back aged forty something, or whatever, and wins the title this weekend, off the juice on the clean and then probably gets absolutely manhandled by Jacare in the next fight yeah I, I can, I one can one. see Vitor just pulling it out of nowhere reaching into the depths of his needle ridden veins <laughs> pulling out the last echelons of TRT and I don't know 360 no scoping Chris Weidman with a spinning kick to the head look Usually when,
1: like, if you said something like that if, about anyone else, you'd be like, oh, yeah, that maybe has, like, a, a 1 in 100 chance of happening. But Vitor Belfort has fucking won that last three, three, three fights in a row. three times. Three fights in a row. I'm just looking here, Vitor to win by a first-round KO is 14 to 1. So Get on it. I, that wouldn't be the worst fiver to put on. If he's going to win, he's going to win in the first round by a KO.
0: Oh and yeah! After that, Widman has it easily. I should I should have said that if it goes past <coughs> the second, I think that's yeah, we, yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Chris Weidman uh, unanimous decision.
1: Yeah, uh, but Vitor has a chance. You know, like people are just writing him off totally. Uh, I think there's a it is a lot to do. There's a there's just too many unknowns. Like Vitor has been out of the cage for uh, eighteen months. He's off to TRT
0: Annie Pulgar against John Jones. What a badass!
1: Yeah, I mean, he nearly fucking broke his arm as well. But Vitor is very dangerous. Um, Wideman is good though he's good weathering that storm he won't be taken out of his game um, I really just think like Wideman's boxing I, I've said a lot on this show it's one of the most underrated weapons in all of MMA I think his boxing is really really good and I don't think he uh, gets enough He doesn't. I don't think he gets enough daps for it uh, but I think uh, I think that first round is going to be really good uh, the early exchanges because Vitor Vitor has a good takedown defense early I and mean, then he tires pretty easily because he throws he, with such ferocity. Um, by the time seven min- the seven minute mark of the fight comes, I think it, uh, if that comes it's all over and Weidman has it then he would probably win four
0: rounds to one or maybe if he won the first round win them all. Could it be a chance for Chris Weidman to exert and show off a little bit of dominance as champion? Maybe look for the finish in the later rounds?
1: Maybe, I think like, Vitor tires a lot and Whiteman has good submissions but I can see him getting a Camorra or something or I think a 4th round 4 round submission That's what I like for Weidman, Maybe. The
0: price on, what's the price on that?
1: Hold on, let me see Are
0: you going to look up to winning the 4th round? Yeah uh, I'm going to say 17 to 1
1: 22
0: to 1 Even better Yeah Double
1: Do it No, no, you uh, couldn't
0: do a double on that no. <laughs> no, exactly. Vitor to yeah. win in the first round. Or Chris Weidman to win in the fourth.
1: Well, I think yeah, I think it'll be a good fight anyway. Um, Vitor, he like he could pull it off. He could pull it off early, but it's probably going to be Weidman. Uh, as we said before, there's there's bigger tests ahead for Weidman. It's he's, he's still fighting the old breed here,
0: like Vitor, Machida, Anderson Silva. Luke Rockhold I, will beat him. Yeah, I want, especially I want, after I asked, he got to spar with Nate the Great Kelly at the weekend. Yeah, I saw that. That was good, wasn't it? That was me making a joke. <laughs> yeah, I know, but anyway, it looked good. It did look uh, good, I have, to, I have to admit to him. Yeah. Nate, a... actually, I was told, absolutely ripped it up at the British Open at the weekend. Got silver and then competed in kickboxing the next day.
1: Good. Uh, the future's looking bright. Uh, well, yeah. Go on,
0: pull another thing out of your fucking book of cliches there, Sean.
1: <laughs> uh, I don't know. the, the you for the future? You'll win nothing with kids. Yeah, Man United we saw him. You, you see Louis van Hal last night actually absolutely pissed out of his fucking head at the United Awards. Fair and play to him. What a man. It was the funniest thing ever. Uh, yeah, but I suppose we'll, we'll give all our picks for this whole card because we know them all at the end, but we'll get on to the main event before we do that. Um, AJ against DC. AJ. you got? I know AJ's your boy. You picked him in Sweden when... Nobody else did. and no
0: one else would listen to me all week you, long. Yeah. How do you think he's going to win this fight? Another devastating KO? First of all, as much... Uh, whoever the UFC have hired into their new PR department about not wanting to look like they're supporting violent hit and runs. Yeah. Geez. John Jones should not have been stripped of his title unless the UFC thought he was never going to fight in the UFC again. John Jones is the baddest man on the planet. Um... As Front Row Bryan said He is paid to commit Grievous bodily harm on people uh-huh. And you're shocked When something like this happens I, I don't agree that the title Should have been taken off him at all It's a phony championship this weekend I think at the end of the day I, I'd much rather it be called an interim belt And then become a full championship Maybe once to find out the full extent On John Jones's Jones' uh, Future But until then don't strip him of a belt for, for allegations, until proven guilty. Am I am I being an idiot?
1: <sighs> I think they had to strip him. I think they had to. Like PR is it, the world is all about PR these days, and it would have been a PR disaster if you saw a fight this weekend between two light heavyweights for a, a strap, an interim strap, and you're like, where's the where's the real champion? How come they're fighting for an interim belt? or oh, the well, real champion. Well, it wouldn't matter
0: because Joe Rogan still wouldn't say it on television.
1: <laughs> Wouldn't say well. That's for the real belt.
0: No, like last weekend, everyone was saying like, "Hmm, why isn't Joe Rogan telling us why John Jones isn't the champion anymore?"
1: Yeah, they, they didn't have to do that. I, I don't know. I don't think you can blame a meter to be honest. Um, I don't know.
0: Anyway, why do you think, are you
1: picking think, Daniel? I'm not. Uh, these. I. it's This is one of the toughest fights for me to be like. Uh, was the same with Rockhold and Machida. I find it very hard. I'm not... This is not like Rockhold and Machida, but it's like other fights. I find it very hard to pick the Power Striker in fights like this because I've done it too many times and I've been scorned too many times by the Power Striker. And I tend to always go with the Power Striker. I'm trying to change that because... If Stand Johnson... bang, bro. If Johnson can't land those... If you can't knock Cormier out in the first two rounds, do you think you can still win?
0: No, uh, well, that's, okay, fair enough. I'll give you that. Yeah. That's a different way of looking at it. I so haven't I'm, envisioned the fight going past three rounds.
1: Yeah, and I can't pick, I can't pick based on that. I can't pick based on that. Sometimes you can, but I don't think Carmi has shown, like, Carmi has never been rocked in any of his fights. Like, he's fought Josh Barnett, uh, Ryan Nelson, John Jones, uh, Bigfoot Silva, who can all hit. And he's never been rocked in any of those fights and he's been hit by all of those guys. I know Anthony Johnson's probably a bigger hitter than all of those. Maybe apart from Ryan Nelson, who he didn't, maybe Ryan didn't land his best shot on him, but...
0: Obviously he didn't. Otherwise yeah. the fight would have ended.
1: Yeah, that's true. I do know, maybe he wouldn't. Daniel Cormier, I think he's a good chin, but I don't know. I don't know. I think Johnson. I don't know. I, I find it very hard to pick this fight. I'm not that convinced on Cormier either, to be honest. But what I see Carmier doing, I think he can get inside. He won't let Johnson throw his big ho- hooks from range. I think he can get inside, get push him up against the fence, get his double under hooks, work on takedowns, dirty boxing against the fence, be in his face, like a very Ken Velasquez kind of uh, a performance. Um,
0: Cormier but, actually looks... He's deceptively stronger than what he looks. Yeah. I think
1: he definitely is. I, I totally agree with that. Like what, once you get into the um, a clinch or on the ground with Carmia, that that's a world of hurt for you. Like uh, imagine if he like if he got um if he was riding his back on the ground, landing big shots on Johnson. Like Johnson's been there before. Like looking against Vitor Belfort and stuff. I know he was maybe drained at a lower weight and stuff, but like he got beat by Josh Koscheck and <laughs> he's still is, like he's still that guy I know he's improved an awful lot but it, it, it's still in him it's in him somewhere I know he's improved an awful lot I don't want to take anything away from him but just you think the
0: quitter's still in him
1: I, I, I wouldn't go that for now I wouldn't say that about him but I think he's beatable I don't think he's unbeatable like when guys make a, a run like this like Johnson's made, just decimated everyone in the last uh, maybe year or two they kind of look unbeatable, but I don't. I don't know. I don't think Johnson is. He de- he definitely could be Carmio, and I think it's. I really do think it's a 50 fight to be honest. But I'm. I have to side with Carmio. I can't pick the hitter in this one, especially uh, against someone like Carmio, who's never shown a sign of being knocked out before.
0: I think it could look a lot like Phil Davis trying to get Anthony Johnson to the ground.
1: I don't think so. I think Phil Davis got hit once and went into defensive mode, and then just like let himself be beat. Uh, it could though. You, you could be right, but over yeah. over three rounds, I pick Anthony Johnson all day. But over five rounds, like when you're fighting over five rounds, you can't throw a- as hard as Anthony Johnson does in fights. And if you do, you're gonna tire because there's no way, nobody in the world can throw the ferocity he does. Yeah, but if that fight hadn't ended in the what was it, the first or second round? First round. First round, yeah. Would he have won it? I'm not too sure. I don't know. And Gustafsson's a different type of fighter. He well. it was, it was always going to be a striking match with him. And I don't think Cormier wanted to be that. But um, I'm picking Carmia I'm going to go with Carmia,
0: But as I say, he could go for Johnson. What about Peter Carroll heading over to Vegas? With well, his big bundle of money. You've got big to put it all a in bastard. red.
1: What
0: a fucker. My favorite story about Pizzi is still me leaving him. The night before the fight. Ringing him for breakfast the next morning and he was just making his way to bed.
1: <laughs> really?
0: Yeah. Great the man. day of the fight I said, Pete the media check-in is in six hours. Will okay. wake me up in five and a half. was the response? <laughs> He's a great man. What a hero. What a uh,
1: man. He's waking me up there at like nine o'clock in the morning the other day to put up his story. about Paul Redmond? Fucker.
0: Yeah. Should be yeah. a good... Uh, oh, an email there. From the UFC about press uh, applications for UFC Berlin, which I'm still undecided mm-hmm. about going to.
1: Yeah, who's on
0: that card? I can't
1: remember. You any interesting? champion there, right?
0: and Jaskier. Yeah. Any? There's no Irish people on this, room? No. Uh. No, there's
1: not.
0: Um. What else was I gonna say to you? Have we got questions? I know we, we do. We have. We have. I questions. saw a lot of them.
1: Uh, just on Paul Redmond. There, nobody asked a question about him. Maybe we just thought about it for a second. Uh, it's a
0: good fight, and I think it's a winnable one for him. Yeah, I disagree. I disagree sport. with him saying that if he loses this, he's gone. Me too. Um, but still, if that's gonna, if that's what puts the shits up him and puts in a good performance <laughs> that we he know he's capable of. I've been sending him pictures of my dinner on Snapchat to motivate him for the fight, and he's uh, been putting up pictures just of the most disgusting looking omelets in the world that he has to eat. Yeah, I I think um.
1: I think it's it's the best matchup in he could have gotten in the UFC. To be honest, um, I, I think he'll be. I think he'll win. I think he'll beat Robert Whiteford. Uh, I know it's in Scotland, it's in his backyard and stuff. But uh, I think it'll be a good fight if he can if he can stop the takedown, if he can stop uh, him getting his his judo going, stop the the throws. I think he can definitely win that fight. Um, but um, yeah, it, it'll be nice to see him as well on the full camp. And uh, it'd be nice to see if he can make the featherweight limit. Uh, well, this time obviously there was no way he was making it the last time on short notice. Uh, like I know we talk about Mr. Wake is very um, professional stuff, but in that case it was totally different. Um, yeah, it'd be nice to see Redzor get his shot, and like to see the real him because they're from Aaron Morn on Twitter. Should Ken Velasquez still be on the pound for pound list considering how long he's been out injured?
0: probably not but he's about to fight within the next two weeks anyway yeah that's what so about it, it's kind of like let him no point in doing it just yet now that that being said he still has 23 or 24 days is it? <laughs> um, to, yeah. get, to get himself injured, <laughs> get injured yeah. so I'm happens. not going to rule anything out Cain Velasquez will slip getting out of the shower now when this podcast gets posted if he um, does get injured it's on me. It is on. Me. It's on you. It's on you. Yeah. Um, but if he doesn't get posted, he should uh,
1: get posted. If he does get injured, he should be stripped and Verdoom given the title and oh yeah. uh, taken.
0: Without a doubt. Yeah. And, and then the just have Verdoom bullfight or something like that. He'd be <laughs> yeah, a great
1: at Get Mark Hunt in again to find <laughs> to find him. Uh, but the pound for pound list in general is just bullshit, so it doesn't really matter.
0: Yeah, it's uh, a
1: promotional too. Yeah. Next one from Eamon McLean, who's. Turned himself into an enemy of the podcast there the other day, slagging me on Twitter. But uh, yeah, uh, it's all in jest. Um, should Weidman and Vitor be the main event this weekend?
0: Um, probably yes, considering the late change. But uh, generally, Conor McGregor seemed to buck the trend with the lighter weights going on ahead of the bigger weights for title yeah. fights. Maybe that is something we're going to see from now on. Maybe the UFC have decided that it isn't all. It isn't always the heavier fights that should go on f- last. But in this time, in this case, it is.
1: Yeah, I think this time the UFC were kind of cognizant of not making the light heavyweight belt less meaningful after John Jones. Oh window. Yeah.
0: well they can't really like if they're trying to do the promotion around the belt. People are going to be like, why isn't John Jones the champion? Where would John Jones go?
1: Yeah, exactly, yeah. So uh, I can understand it, but if I was doing it I'd probably have Vitor and Wyden as the main event. I think that's the better fight. Ah, oh, no, not the better fight, I don't know. It's it's the, for the real belt, should I say, and for yeah. the it's more a legitimate fight, maybe. Um okay, we've a couple on Facebook there. Uh what do you think from Ronan Duffy? Thoughts on the new Nevada State Athletic Commission
0: uh drug policy. Did you hear about this during the week? Yeah, Sean, I have bad news. I won't be able to do a podcast for three years.
1: <laughs> you got, what did you get caught for? <laughs> I'm not a liberty to say what <laughs> I did a few anodons this morning. I had a headache. While,
0: while the court case ban. Is, still, is still pending,
1: at I'm least afraid
0: I can't talk about
1: it. <laughs> At least we've no money to get stripped anyway. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, but basically... Uh, I'll read them out here.
0: It's hilarious. He, it's yeah, he, su- it's he, such a good like. Obviously, not um, as well th- thought out as it should have been, <laughs> and kind of like, hey guys, we're about to make a game changing announcement. I don't know on your average day here, um, but fair fucks to them. You know, as ridiculous as the cannabis thing is, and that's a completely different topic for another day. What a guy chooses to do two weeks before his fight. But um, very impressed with the new harsher penalties for steroid abuse.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like the, the cannabis ones, and they, like it's put in with opiates, sedatives, muscle relaxants, sleep aids. Like you can argue about a couple of them, I suppose. But um, the first offence, eighteen months and uh, thirty to forty percent of your purse, and in goes all along for the fourth offence, you get life. A lifetime ban and 100% of your purse. Then uh, diuretics as well.
0: Nick Diaz has four fights left in the UFC. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: diuretics is for first defense you get 12 months, uh, I think it's 30% of your purse and then you can get a lifetime ban for your third defense. Um, and the alabolic steroids then are first defense is I think it's 30 months and 50 to 70% and then for the third defense you get life. and. Uh, Hundred percent, your parse,
0: which I like. Like it might be, a, I'm not sure if it's going to be a deterrent or not. People like it's it's tough to know. Better question. Um, are the UFC going to implement this in events where they are their own jurisdiction? I hope they do. Will other uh, commissions in the United, like for example, let's say Nick Diaz fights in Scotland, Vegas, and California, gets busted for weed twice, yeah. uh, in Nevada and in Europe. What happens in California? Do they follow the directive of the NSSE? I don't think so. I don't think so. Then I think, I think, think something like this is a dangerous thing that. for Nevada to bring in without yeah. the rest of them already co signed on board. Yeah, definitely. Um it, like it's tough for everyone to get on board as
1: well because they all have different ideas. New Jersey, California have different ideas to uh to Nevada. There's there's an all the argument that the UFC should regulate themselves everywhere, but I think it's, I don't know, <laughs> <laughs> like, it's tough, it's tough to know who's uh, who going to favor, like, the Nevada it maybe for their port strings, <laughs> more than anything else, some of these things, uh, but it's, it's always nice to have someone kind of looking at the UFC and not the UFC doing everything for themselves, just like, keep, keep everything above board and all, but, yeah, we, we'll, we'll see how it goes over the next few months, anyway, um, another uh, question there from uh, Kelvin Farrell on Facebook Moosassi uh, well, versus Bisping being heavily rumoured uh, would it make sense to have it in Europe maybe the Scotland or Dublin card
0: Dublin, a, co-main event in Dublin who's the main event then? Gunnar Nelson or Joseph Duffy
1: Joseph Duffy in the main event? yeah Jesus.
0: really? Prediction. look at it this way Crazy. Crow Park isn't going to be in October <coughs> I no. don't think If the UFC comes back when they're rumoured to come back in October. It's going to be in the three arena. The UFC Irish fighters hopefully are looking at Conor McGregor and thinking holy fuck we have something that we can latch on to here. Main event still up to be decided. Someone like Gunnar Nelson, Joseph Duffy. um, The vibe I'm getting is now... Connor may not fight in Ireland again unless the Crow Park thing happens. So why aren't these other Irish guys stepping up to make a name for themselves or to put themselves forward? Cahill Pendred has a big chance in Mexico. Joseph Duffy has a big chance in Glasgow. These guys are being pushed and given the chance to groan off a card that Conor McGregor is not on or associated with. So this could be the turning point. I think if Joseph Duffy wrecks someone else and gets in really really quickly he's riding a three fight win streak Connor was on a three fight win streak when he fought Brandao no two fight two fights? yeah a two fight win streak and then he main evented in Dublin what's to say Joseph Duffy couldn't do it? I think we might have a higher expectation of ourselves for the UFC in terms of what cards that we'd get someone like Joseph Duffy who could conceivably knock out three people in his first three fights gets a main event top 10 guy in dublin sold on the fact that he's irish that he was the last man to beat conor mcgregor i'd rather see an irishman headline at a card in the o2 than gunnar nelson and i'm not saying that in some patriotic bullshit way i just think it fits better you know the same way um like look at the berlin card joanna champion versus jessica penne in berlin like that's who cares? Do you know what I mean. But the locals could get behind something if it was a hometown guy in the main event.
1: I I totally disagree. But I think that's kind of uh,
0: you're you're more of a, like an Irish MMA
1: guy. I'm more of a, an MMA guy who happens to be from Ireland. So I'd rather see like I'd rather see Bisping and Musasi in the in the main event than Joseph Duffy or. Well then fair to, enough, and I could yeah. live with Joseph Duffy co-maining event. Yeah, I, I think Joseph Duffy would be a good man to co-main event. I like. The difference in between him and Conor McGregor is Conor McGregor shot up like, yeah. he, like he like most people don't still don't know who Joseph Duffy is. Like we know Duffy's like I think Duffy could be a champion in the future, but I don't think he's well known enough to ma- to Main Event card. Like even in Ireland, like most people would know Conor McGregor. Like how many people would know Joseph Duffy? Yeah. Like that's that's no shot at him or anything. That's just the reality of the situation. So um, like it would be funny. I don't think it'd be that easy to sell out. The or two, okay. It, it, there's yeah. a lot of. So I, were you about to, to say without it. Conor McGregor? No, not not without Conor McGregor, but with Joseph Duffy headlining, like against who? Like against like a top fifteen guy,
0: Ross Pearson. Oh,
1: yeah, Jesus, if that was the main event, I might think about fucking staying at home. Seriously, <laughs> I like. I don't know. I'd like to see Bisping, Mousasi or. Musashi against Jacare or someone like that at the main event, or I don't know Mark Hunt against uh, Stefan Struve or not I fought before, but something like that. I don't know. I uh, put You're a bastard a, yeah, I don't know. I am a bastard. Go on. We will see anyway. That, that's a long way away. Uh, this is a good question here on Twitter from Darren Mackin. Who's the most underrated fighter and Who the most started overrated? Jiu
0: Jitsu the other end, and Doc. Oh, fair play to
1: him. Who's the most underrated fighter and the most overrated fighter in the UFC?
0: the most overrated fighter will I get shot for saying Chris Weidman?
1: Oh, him? He, he, I'm. I, I, I don't know I, I'm not I'm not mad at you for that I'm not mad at you to be honest uh, yeah. <laughs> I'd probably get shot for saying Frank Yager
0: oh well yeah. I can.
1: like Frank Yager a great fighter but the way people talk about him like Frank Yager was the first guy that Dana White wrongly called the pound for pound best fighter in the world and he's been doing it ever since and like Frank Yeager's never been the pound for pound best fighter in the world but um yeah I think I think he's it's probably him the most underrated would you think?
0: That's a hard one
1: It really is I, I'm looking through the rankings here
0: Maybe Jorge Masvidal in my opinion, but that's yeah. because I loved him on that Miami Hustle series from years ago. I think he's a completely, like the way people talk about the Diaz brothers. I think they should talk about Jorge Masvidal as well, and they don't. So from that point of view, that's where I'm basing it off. Uh, do
1: you know what I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Ryan Bader. I like I think Bader's a really good fighter. He's the only people that have beaten him are like the very best people in the world. He got. Like he got beat by I know that Tito one okay, it, it came a long time after, but he got beat by John Jones, uh who else to get beat by? Glover Teixeira a few more people. But I think he like he's he's a solid fighter and he's improved an awful lot as well over the last year or so. So um I think maybe him. Uh Michael Bisbing has to be there as well. Like Bisbing gets a lot of flack and stuff.
0: If Bisbing was American, he probably would have got a title shot years ago. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Probably. He need, this pig needs to be tested against a Brazilian grappler. That's what he does. Oh yeah. He, he gets a, Uh Okay, we'll we'll move on. Stop um, eating that
0: horse.
1: <laughs> it was a good tweet. A good tweet, that on. Uh From Vincent C, another friend of the podcast. There. Does the UFC have the same appeal to you as previous years when Brock and GSP and Anderson were there,
0: as it does now? No. Me neither. And I say that in the point of view that I spent three hours on the WWE Network this morning because I woke up at a quarter... I woke up at six, dozed back to sleep and woke up again at half seven and I've been awake since half seven this morning. And I watched three hours' worth of WWE Network this morning and it didn't even consider me to put on Fight Pass. Yeah. I'm a scumbag. I'm a spoofer.
1: I think there's too many fights. Like, I know it's different for maybe... Well, me especially because I'm fucking, I have to cover all of these fights and write about them and then write afterwards as well, and I kind of just like, I I need a week off or something.
0: Sean, <laughs> but maybe it's Sean, I yeah. would I would read out some WhatsApps you've sent regarding self praise in the past. <laughs> what did I say? Come on, read them out. Oh no, it's not about, it's about someone.
1: Really? I don't remember. Um. Okay.
0: Peter Carroll Yeah, what did I say about Peter Carroll? No, not about Peter Carroll uh, Never mind, you don't get it
1: No, I don't get it Uh,
0: Yeah, but I'll WhatsApp you because I want to hear you laugh Continue I get it, I
1: get it (laughs) You know already, don't you? I know, I know, I know I know, I know know. Uh, Yeah Um. (laughs) Yeah But um, yeah, there's too many fights, and I'm sick of them. And yeah, and I've yeah, I, I get your WhatsApp there. Yeah, I I know. Um, I don't. like. I don't give a shit about fucking ninety percent of the fights that are in the UFC at the moment. <sighs> Do you know? I was watching shoot shoot. was on there on um, on Fight Fast the other day, and I turned it on. I actually I like enjoyed it because. I didn't have to be thinking about it and stuff. I just watched the fights for, like, oh, there's a fight on, I watch it. And it was actually, like, really enjoyable. But, um, yeah, UFC, like, it's obviously different. To, like, if you're if you're just a fan, you can watch it. You can watch whichever fights you want, that's grand. But, like, when you're in a position, like, myself for you or something, you kind of have to watch them. Definitely not me. <laughs> not you so much, but no. me. I have to watch them to see if anything. I pretend
0: I'm like illiterate.
1: Yeah, <laughs> Jesus! I read that fucking article that you put up a few months ago. You, do you are you really pretending like her? Oh, I can't
0: remember putting an article up a few months ago. You
1: did. You put up one, do you remember? It was about um. Jesus, I don't you know. Pretty
0: sure I copy and pasted a press release. Uh, no harm. Um,
1: that's what everyone does.
0: Uh, last question, so.
1: Lager Nation. You might know more about this than I do, but um, World Series of Fighting released Jessica Aguilar. She obviously was. Number one pound for pound, well maybe not pound for pound, but number one strawweight ranked in the world before. Do you think she can come in and get a, a shot straight away at Joanna champion, or do you think uh, how do you think she'll get on the UFC?
0: Um, I think she'll have to fight once. A lot of people are talking about the Carlos far as a match. Yeah. Um, that does seem the seem the proper thing to do. However, as we talk about killing a contender, well, actually no. Carla Esparza was beaten so badly that I don't think it'll take her a few fights to be considered a contender again. Yeah. Um. Maybe put her against uh, the girl that decimated Joanne Caldwood. Uh, yeah. Or put her up against Rose Namahunas if she wins this weekend.
1: Yeah, I like it. Um, I would give her a straight title shot, I think. Fuck it. Might as well. Jessica Pina is getting the title shot. Who else are you gonna give one to like? So you might as well give it to her. Uh I don't know too much about her. I've seen her fight a couple of times, but um Lord, I think she could be uh she could be a champion for a while. But um yeah, why not? I'd like to see him putting the comment event of a big fight as well. Just so they can get a bit more recognition and stuff, but um the future of the strawweight division is bleak I'm not sure it's bleak I think there's some good fighters I think it's actually better than the bantamweight division because you just don't have one person like Joanna Champion's good but I'm not sure she's gonna like decimate everyone uh, the way Ronda Rousey does so I, I think uh, there could be some good fights coming up there better than the women's bantamweight
0: better than what is expected exactly Um, any plans Sean for the Um, am Limerick
1: are starting off their championship this weekend against Clare so I'll be watching that I can't go unfortunately but I'll be watching that Uh, hopefully they'll win but they'll probably lose again and I'll be depressed
0: oh hurling,
1: hurling. oh lovely Limerick fucking fuck football football rubbish
0: the most exciting sport in the world what about John Balfour on Twitter
1: there fucking hurting my feelings talking about Brandon Flowers I
0: was I meant to go to see Brandon Flowers last night and I completely forgot about it
1: I got a few Snapchats there. I think it was uh, Vincent who asked one of the questions, sent me a few Snapchats last night from there, so I was very jealous of him. Oh well. Brandon. Yeah. I was very jealous. I, I usually go with my friend Moz, but he's over in um he's over in Scotland at the moment. I think he's going to see him this week as well in Scotland, so I was I was flying solo this week so I couldn't go.
0: Very jealous. Yeah. Um I have no Jiu Jitsu tournaments this weekend. I'm DJing an eighties thing on Saturday night from eight till eleven. That should be good. What year were you born? Um, 92 92 <laughs> jesus christ you're young i know i'm young what can i say i was going to try and play you we uh we tuned there i thought i was going to sample this weekend
1: I'm a big kind
0: of the 80s but um but my spotify i'm afraid it will crash my whole uh, computer if i try open don't do, do it don't do it and then we will have to spend another hour and 15 minutes recording a podcast Exactly. What is
1: um, your favourite 80s song that I could finish, uh, finish with? Jeez, I'm hard, finding it hard to think of them now. Uh, what about Dirty Dancing? She's like the wind. Is that the 80s or is it the 90s?
0: I have no idea. Do you know that song? No. She's
1: like the wind in my sails. She it's night next to
0: me. Do you I know, I know Dirty Dancing? Uh, I know it, but I don't think. Oh. This is definitely it. it. Oh, yeah. Sunny. That's a classic. That, oh, that's 90s it? Is it? No, that's oh, no, GTA no. Vice City. Oh, it's
1: different. Oh,
0: I'm not sure it it's song That's Dying in Your Arms tonight, right? Yeah. Hi. i just die out your arms tonight. something you There's uh, some absolutely fantastic songs on this Grand Theft Auto Vice City playlist. I yeah. could just play this for the whole. Um, oh my God! Call me. You know nothing, Sean. Um, a good half by a firm. Also, on the topic before we go. Yeah. Vote yes this Friday. If exactly. You are able to vote in Ireland. Um, marriage equality and all of that. Couldn't tell you why I have to vote yes. I just know that if two people love each other. They should be allowed to have a child legally exactly. and give them more protection to have a child um, aside from that I can't really think of any other pressing matters I have, hold on I have an 80's uh, album oh. up here on my iTunes go for it I don't know if I'll be able to hear it but I'll try
1: I, I won't play them but I'll just tell you a few good songs oh, A no, Good Heart A Good Heart by Fergal Sharky Fergal Sharky that's a sweet song uh, what about Simply Red bit of Simply Red bit of Stevie Wonder
0: bit of a uh, Ghost Town from the specials. Hold on, I'm pulling out my I'm pulling out my master.
1: I'm pulling out my microphone here because I have to play the song. Hold on. Can you hear me?
0: Yes. Here it comes. Oh what a song.
1: You have to play that. I can hear
0: myself. That's a great song.
1: Okay, go on, we go up now.
0: Brandon Flowers cover that song love, Did you know that? What Sean, it? did you know that Brandon Flowers cover that song? What? Brandon Flowers cover that song. What did you say? Brandon Flowers cover that song. Shit,
1: hello. Hello, I'm Brandon
0: back. Flowers covered that song.
1: Yes, he did, and I have it on my iTunes, and I've played it about a thousand times because it's brilliant.
0: Excellent. Well, I will allow you the opportunity to go and listen to that. I'm about to have the most anticipated rematch in FIFA. If you want to get in touch with us, maybe you can ask Sean how it went listening to that song for the one thousand and one time at Sean Sheehan BA. If you want to ask me how this game of FIFA is about to go at Andrew McGahan underscore. And if for the last time, episode sixteen. You are second tired of listening to this podcast, and you want to complain about it. You can tweet at Severe MMA. Until then, see you next week.